This is an interview with Brain Thrash on Saturday, February 13th, 2021 by Nick Perkel. Now, can you please introduce yourself? My name is Kami. I'm the vocalist of the band called Brain Thrash. And I used to play drums too. Now, can you tell me about getting your first drum kit? Sure. Um, we have to go to the year 2003. Um, I bought a drum kit from my friend after my army duties ended for about 100 euros. Um, the brand was called Viking or Titan, either one of them. Um, color red, it had some Pokemon stickers on them. And, uh, of course I didn't take them off because... What's more metal than Pokemon, right? <laughs> yeah. um, it was a pretty uh, random set. I didn't have any idea how to tune the drums. Ha had a weird collection of different uh, symbols and uh, I think was missing some holders. Um, but I managed to scrape together an entity that uh, reminds drums. Um, I didn't care about the uh, little details. I just went with my gut feeling about everything. I was lucky to find a rehearsal place right away. And uh, I went there two or three times a week for about a year. Just practiced alone. I didn't do any covers or paradiddle exercises or anything that people uh, usually do at the beginning. Uh, I just tried to come with some uh, beats of my own and experimented and did what is uh, interesting. And uh, it had some pros and cons. Uh, I remember asking a friend uh, who was more advanced drummer than me, uh, how do you know if you're a good drummer or not? And uh, he just told me that uh, if you ever get to be in a band, they will tell you. <laughs> and uh, I once recorded myself uh, into a C cassette and listen to my own playing. And uh, at that point, I, I know I wasn't very good. But I kept on going, practicing, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Can you tell me about some of the music education you've received from either schooling or private tutors? Um, well, there's a concept in Finland... Uh, and other other countries too, I guess, called forced piano, also known as mandatory piano. And that is when your parents uh, at some point think uh, you should do some musical, you should have a musical hobby. And uh, they sort of ask you, what instrument would you like to do? Oh, saxophone would be good. No, it's it's the piano. We're putting you on a piano. And uh, I was in a forced piano when I was seven. And uh, the teacher was highly religious. And uh, actually, the, they hooked me up with the same teacher when I was 12. And this time, the instrument was guitar. She just thought that Guns N' Roses is uh, music for the devil. And uh, that flame died out pretty fast. Um, uh, I still enjoyed music, and I thought I probably had some some uh, rhythmic talent. 
and uh, I thought I could probably uh, handle an instrument and uh, play at some level at least. And uh, uh, in my 20s, I got a new beginning, sort of, when I got my drum kit, and uh, I think that um, was an instrument that I could utilize my abilities, so to say. Uh, I always loved uh, trash metal, that's what, what I wanted to play, and uh, there was no one looking behind my shoulder. I, I could uh, just uh, learn everything by myself and uh, uh, practice uh, in, in peace. And I didn't really get any education for drums. Uh, um, but I uh, took only I took one lesson when I was 30. So I'm practically self-taught, but not, not quite. <laughs> Uh, when I was 25, 26, or something like that, I uh, started um, vocals, and uh, it was just for fun. Um, I just uh, tried to learn uh, songs from Bon Jovi, Judas Priest, and uh, 80s metal and rock. But I also took lessons. Um, I was professionally educated for two years or so, so... Um, for vocals, I got education for drums. I'm uh, practically self-taught. Now, can you tell me about the music scene you feel like you cut your teeth in? For a small town, uh, Kuopio is uh, pretty versatile. We have a music school in this uh, town. Uh, the metal scene here is pretty old school. Um, there's no, not too much uh, mercy for false metal. <laughs> didn't really bother me because I always liked thrash metal and uh, traditional heavy metal. So I think uh, I got along pretty well. Uh, but you really have to find those weird guys, those uh, music lovers that are not that mainstream, maybe uh, s sort of that uh, are interesting somehow. So you have to learn, uh, find the right people, and um, I think mostly I learn about the essence of music and band environment when I had a five-year period where I didn't play metal, and actually that uh, period uh, carried me into bringing uh, brain thrash uh, alive again. But we're going to talk about that later, I think. Yeah. Now, um, in, in the music scene you're a part of, did you ever um, play any concerts or meet the guys in Unhoped? Yeah. Uh, we had a couple of shows with them. Um, I don't remember the year exactly, but um, it was a few years ago. It's not a like decade ago. A few years ago, and uh, actually, the guitar player of, of uh, Unhoped, Kalle, uh, mixed and mastered our full-length album in uh, 2017. How did Brain Thrash form, as well as bring me up to date now on the band? Well, this is a long story. I tried to make it short. Um, Brain Thrash has sort of two eras. First one, uh, 
started in 2005. The band started as a side project of another uh, local band called Death Thrasher Scorpio, which is probably the most underground band in the world. I met Neva, a uh, guitar player who has been in the scene for um, from the 80s, basically. Um, the Death Thrasher Scorpio style was uh, like Sodom, not 1982 and uh, it was too fucking so dumb for us so we decided that we do some thrasher or technique um, music um, like creator and sepultura uh, late 80s style and uh, the other guys told us that maybe you should do your own thing and uh, so we formed a band of our own uh, never knew how to make killer riffs. I know how to. I knew how to assemble them in a song. I think we wrote some good songs. Um, Major Mayhem demo came out 2006. We found a, a cool vocalist called Toppy, and uh, his uh, style suited for the songs perfectly. Um, the demo's pretty necro. It could have been better, but it's sort of left um, hunger for the future and um, the problem was that we couldn't find uh, other permanent members it was sort of difficult and there were all sorts of guys who just wanted to be in a band and uh, play some sort of metal and when they figured out that it's thrash metal all the way they sort of uh, lost their interest they didn't have that exodus in their hearts and uh well we grew tired of constantly switching and changing the members and uh the band was disbanded in 2007 probably and now the second era um began in 2012 uh, i met uh, neva again it was a suitable situation for both of us and we decided that uh, we should put the band together again this time the style was uh, more Bay Area style directed. Um, I wanted sort of real singing, not crawling or anything like that. And uh, I started learning vocals uh, during the five year period that the band was disbanded. I didn't uh, want, I didn't uh, play metal at all. I didn't want to do do anything uh, like uh, metal wise I just thought I should learn the the drum instruments like really uh, learn how this instruments works I practiced my ass off I, I learned different genres I played jazz and blues and uh, funk and everything and uh, when we uh, reassembled the band I was like uh, more uh, powerful and a mature w version of myself and uh, it was pretty it was it felt good we recorded um, a new demo the songs were from the old days but uh, um, the 2012 demo was uh, pretty good actually I took over the vocals but again we had some difficulties to get the full lineup together and uh, when we were uh, pre-recording the full-length album this was year 2016 or something like that Dem never decided to quit 
after 12 years or so. And uh, we didn't have a drummer at that time. Um, but the whole album became like a brave heart process. <laughs> like, uh, if you survive this, you can survive anything. And uh, the new guitar player, Sulo, took the bull by the horns and uh, did an awesome job, recorded all the songs. And uh, I did all the drums and uh, also the vocals. And uh, well, after that, after the album was uh, recorded and released, everything kind of changed. It brought some new energy and we got a, sol a solid lineup. And uh, after that, it's been pretty good. You started out as the drummer of the band and now are the singer. How has your songwriting contributions changed when it came to the 2017 Brain Rangers album? It hasn't changed that much, actually. I still write lots of the songs. Uh, the guitar player, Sulo, has taken a bigger role. Um, I'm sort of the conductor of the orchestra now, and uh, it's more of a uh, group efforts. Um, we still work in the rehearsal place, but uh, we use computer and internet more, but only when it's suitable. In the early days, we just uh, me and the guitarist jammed and laid out the heart of the song um, uh, in the rehearsal place, recorded it with a C cassette player, and I uh, just wrote some random lyrics and hoped a real singer would improve them at some point, which uh, <laughs> never happened. Um, now it's like when somebody has a roof or idea, they just send it over WhatsApp. And uh, we had the current lineup for years now, so it has become uh, a nice uh, group effort where everybody has at least some... Uh, part in the in the uh, process um, but sometimes I just program the drums make the riffs and sing the vocals and that's the song and the rest of the band either approves it or not for you what did you think were some of the more technical songs on the album well I don't think the album is that technical um, the song Thanatomania requires um, stamina from the drummer because it has some high tempo disco beat in it. Um, the song is like a song from Rain in Blood, but that lasts seven minutes. That requires some stamina. When we were recording the album, there were some challenges, of course, um, as always. Uh, drums were easier to record uh, record than vocals for some reason. I hadn't touched my uh, drums like uh, six months before the recording, and the so-called easier songs were the hardest. And uh, like usually, that's how it goes. But all in all, it's pretty standard thrash. I don't consider it very technical. What was your favorite song on the album, by the way? Well, the album is sort of a collection of um, brain thrash material during the uh, 16 or 14 years. I 
don't believe I have a favorite. Um, when you look back, it should actually have. I should cut off one or two songs. It would be tighter, but I I love them all. Thanatomania is cool. It's a, a show opener. So. In 2019, you released the music video for La Jetty. Tell me about that video, and um, you guys are like in a mining tunnel or something, right? Yeah, there's a copper slash ore mine nearby, and nowadays it's a museum or a tourist attraction, and it definitely looks like a post-nuclear world from uh, sci-fi movies. Uh, the song is uh, the song is about the movie Twelve Monkeys, so it's uh, it suits well. It was cold, and the we worked hard. The budget was extremely low, but we had a great time. It was an awesome experience, and uh, well, uh, filming a music video is just uh, what you would imagine. Uh, you pre- pretend to play the song for. 100 times and then uh, start again. But the director, uh, Nika Makkonen, did an awesome job and uh, brought the theme alive. And uh, I'm really happy about the result. And with the budget we had, some low quality shit could have uh, come out. <laughs> now, you became the singer of Home Style Surgery about two years ago. Can you fill me in on what's been going on with the band as of late? Well, not that long ago, actually. Uh, one year ago, precisely. Um, they're banned from Lapland, uh, northern Finland. Um, they needed a singer, and I loved their stuff so much that I decided to um, audition, and they accepted me. Um, we recorded the full their, their second... Um, full-length uh, album during uh, 2020 and uh, it's now being mixed and will be released uh, uh, this year 2021 the guys live around Finland and one guy lives in Norway so I don't think uh, well you never know but um, I doubt that we ever get to play live but the recording was uh easy and smooth they gave me lots of freedom to compose the vocal lines and uh it will be an awesome album i i enjoy the songs a lot now can you tell me about your favorite uh two or three songs on the album they're all great i i couldn't um i couldn't name one or two, you just have to. It's a whole package. I, I love them all, honestly. Tell me about your most beloved rare albums in your music collection. It'd be nice to hear about some really rare Finnish albums. Um, well, this is an old-school death thrash uh, band from my hometown called Warmath. And their 1991 release, Damnation Play, is really cool. I have it on vinyl. The newer bands, well, there's Muslim Gate. It's also from here. Um, 
it's a new wave of British metal type of uh, um, music. They're into a Dark Affinity album from 2017. It's pretty cool. And then there's uh, an old-school death metal band called Lantern. And their below release from 2013 is uh, pretty awesome. That's uh, those are the first three that that come to my mind. Now, what would you say is your most cherished musical possession? Well, I'm not too much of a materialist uh, myself, but I have a one cool story. Um, that involves the Alcatraz Music Festival in Belgium. Um, we went there to see Violence, and uh, we got to meet the band. I think their show was Friday, and we met them in Saturday. And uh, yeah, they were in front of a pizza place, and uh, their guitar player back then, Ray Vegas, now they switched it to Bobby Gustafson, but Ray was the guitar player back then, and he gave me uh, official violence tortured one of their from one of their first re- reunion shows, I think. Uh, well, it was a nice souvenir, and uh, I will always uh, treasure it. Can you throw out your favorite urban legend or ghost story from Finland? Oh, well, skip our. Uh, national folk epoch called Kalevala, which, by the way, influenced uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings very much. There's this hero slash anti-hero in the story called Väinämöinen, who sinks his opponent, Joukahainen, into a swamp uh, by casting a spell. And... Uh, What's interesting about uh, Kalevala is that, um, well, they have wizards and spells and all that, but the spells casted in Kalevala, they are um, they are made by singing. So basically, Vainamainen uses his vocal cords to sink his op- opponent into a swamp. And that's pretty heavy. Thank you. Would you like to go back to any questions? Not really. Um, thank you very much. It's uh, it's an honor. Um, and uh, I'd like to send greetings to our fans and everybody uh, listening to Metal and this podcast. Keep it real. This has been an interview with Brain Thrash by Nick Perkel on Saturday, February 13th. 2021.